Yeah, we're full service. We have uh, 55 right now on the team. Um, so we're strictly e-com based, all full service. So we have a content department, a web department, a Google, a Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, um, email team. I don't know if I'm missing anything, but I think that covers most of it. So anything on the marketing side, like we have our own portfolio of stores that we launch for ourselves too. So like we have a, we have a few, we have three that we just started in June. Um, We're projected to probably be around like a million a month um, by like November on those three brands. So like we do our own thing too, just to like more prove a point too, more than the money um, because we just let the money sink back into those businesses. But like, it's more to just prove a point. Hey, like if we are the marketing team who does everything for you, we can scale it up. We just need you to kind of shut up and ship boxes. On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, we have Eddie from Four Media Marketing. In this episode, you're going to learn how to perfect the giveaway model at scale how to be transparent with clients slash partners to uncover the real problems. And lastly, my favorite, how a pop-up was able to boost conversion rates by over 20%. This is a super informational episode, y'all, so you're going to want to listen in and maybe even take some notes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ed Poor Ed Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson. I'm with Mr. Dylan Carpenter. Dylan, what's going on? What's good? Today's guest is spent over $200 million. How many zeros is that, Dylan? Pop quiz. Eight. Nice. <laughs> is it? Hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was Eight like, zeros. Uh, Eddie. Uh, with four media marketing, man, uh, killing it with uh, e-commerce, uh, creative. Uh, fun fact: uh, worked with some big bands, Burger King. That is awesome. I haven't been yeah. to Burger King in a decade, at least. Yeah, I, I went. I went a few months ago. It was actually pretty bomb. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, damn, I forgot these burgers are actually pretty good. <laughs> Their chicken fries are like the oddly. Kill it too. My, my wife loves those chicken fries. Like they're so good. That's all she wants. <laughs> that is awesome, man. Um, cool. So, what's good, Eddie? What's new, man? How are you? Thanks for coming. I'm on. good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Nothing's new, you know. Just fighting the world of advertising day by day. You know, trying to fight Doing these the, giants that we depend on. Doing the Lord's work, as we like to say around here. <laughs> sure. Uh, from a keyboard. Keyboard warriors. <laughs> just, just trying to just trying to beat the game. Uh cool, man. Tell us about four media. What what are some cool uh campaigns, projects you guys have been working on these days? Um well, uh I mean there's always cool stuff, so it's kind of like a pretty broad loaded question. I'll tell you what's been really fun recently is we've been pretty heavy into like the giveaway um concepts like you know like giving away a car and you know getting oh. entries based on purchases and stuff like that we've definitely been pretty involved in that recently and for you guys that add card those are some big spenders like always so these are, big, these are big things you're giving away they aren't like beauty palettes these are like cars yeah like lamborghinis and like two hundred thousand dollar cars and yeah, it's pretty fun, but it's obviously comes with a lot of risk, comes with aggressive amount of ad spend because, you know, you only have five weeks, 
six weeks to hit the mark. It's not like, hey, yeah, we can have a bad month and then figure it out next month. It's kind of like if you don't spend a certain amount, then you're guaranteed to lose money you, because of the do car. Do you know a guy? Uh, it was called Ronin. You, uh, Ronin Factory. You know those guys? I, I don't know them personally, but I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, they were one of the car. He does trucks. He's like a big truck giveaway guy. Yeah, yeah. Most most of the good ones are trucks, honestly. Um, I've seen a lot of sports cars. I've seen a lot of motorcycles. They do okay here and there, but like when you really look at their numbers on a profit standpoint, their bottom line is not really that good. Pickup yeah. trucks, you Pick know, at the trucks, end of the day. Exclusions, don't target New York, don't target California, middle America. Now, That's it. Know, Hundred mile radius from any NASCAR. <laughs> That's it, dude. You get the demographic. You know, if <laughs> if 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 they're buying pickup trucks, they're buying lottery tickets. That's <laughs> you know, that's that's the reality of the situation. But so y'all did, let's, let's y'all talk did about this. Uh, sorry, Dylan. I'm gonna cut you off here. I just really want to know what Eddie's rich ad is. Like, I just want to get down to brass tacks on like how you actually make a contest work. Because I feel like you're just going to attract like non-buyers. Like when you're giving away something free, <laughs> it's like a hundred grand. Like, uh, like you're not qualifying the click all that much. It's the opposite, actually, because they have a North Star reward that they're trying to achieve. And their purchase is their way of getting there. So... Technically, I don't even need to sell what my products do, why they should buy them. It's actually kind of easier and harder at the same time because, you know, you got to sell people on the car and the fact that they can win the car. And the more that they spend, the more that they get entries into the car. So it's actually an easier sale kind of because your upsell is always there because they always want to spend more to get more entries. And two, there's always a deadline. You know what I mean? So you don't have to make up fake deadlines or fake sales it's literally here's when it ends and everyone knows that from the start sms and email is huge on this like we'll push out like an sms the last day and rake in like 500 grand on one text message you know what i mean so um it's that's kind of the name of the game in my opinion like break even the whole way make money on email and sms and you can rake in some pretty good dough is this similar to what diesel power gear is doing Uh, with their trucks same exact thing yeah where are you getting so with y'all kind of generating these leads? So, well, I guess I know with Van Oaks, he was talking about Snapchat with the whole SMSI was just you know getting phone numbers for less than you know five to eight cents, you know, yeah. bananas. Is that something y'all do, or is y'all just pull the data from purchases pretty much? Um, yeah, no, we we always uh, actually here's something that we did, um, just pure gas. Um, so so <laughs> we started working with a few giveaway companies earlier in the year. Um, but here's kind of how the giveaway model works. If you don't know, you basically have to submit your sweepstakes to the government, to like a third party sweepstakes, whatever the fuck it is. And then they have to approve it. And you're basically locked into your rules that you created. So if you're like, okay, we're going to give away this multiplier on this week. We're going to do this on this week. We're going to do this. And any sort of offers that you plan on throwing out have to be submitted prior to actually starting the giveaway. So that's the downside here. You can't like switch strategy halfway through um, because in order for it to be a legal giveaway of an item over $5,000, you essentially have to uh, be able to enter for free without a purchase. So a lot of people, literally their only job, I forgot what they're called, sweepstakes something, but their only job is to literally just mail in 
entries to all the giveaways possible, essentially, and hope that they can win. This, so, is, what, this is what we hire Dylan for at Funnel Dash. If you ever wonder what Dylan does on weekends, this is, this is what he, <laughs> he just just he's in I'm a basement a, just scraping away at letters. I'm a big direct mail guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Part time co host of the Rich Head Poorhead podcast and. <laughs> You can find but, uh, room. So, something we did. So SMS strategy, we're we were looking at their numbers and their pop up wasn't crushing as hard as we wanted to. So I was like, dude, it's fucking entries. It's like fake at the end of the day. You know, it's not like we're giving away money. We're giving away entries, which means, you know, if they enter whatever, they get more entries. It's not a cost out of pocket to you. It's like a stock diluting over and over and over again, essentially. Right. Just stock splitting <laughs> more and more. So I'm like, okay. Why don't we just do a pop up that's 500 bonus entries, you know? And in order to get around the rules, because here's the thing if you do a pop up that says 500 entries, that means everyone can mail in 500 entries for free without a purchase. That's kind of how the rules work. So we had to make it up to 500 entries. So if you mailed it in, you got one. Tough luck. Um, But basically, we did that, dude. And the conversion rate on the pop up was like 22%. And if you know pop ups, that's like, more than double what it should be. Um, And that's email and SMS. So we got a double opt-in on 22%. And that next giveaway was their biggest giveaway. Just off of emails and SMS, we did more than they've done in any other giveaway total um, because of that pop-up. So that was a pretty big game changer. The pop-up is on... Where is the pop-up popping up? On the site. Like 30 seconds after someone's on the site, they get the pop-up. Okay, and you're driving traffic to like a category page or like an uh, a regist- like a register email opt-in. No, no, uh, we're not even re- we're not even sending traffic for the email opt-in. We're sending it for the purchases. The email opt-in is just pure free bonus for us. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So we're not pure doing the bonus. Yeah, yeah, we're cool. not doing the Van Oaks. You know, apply here for eight cents a click strategy. We're doing hey, buy our stuff. But, oh, hey, here's a surprise, awesome gift of a pop-up that you should opt in on. And even if you don't buy, we're going to get you to buy because of it. <laughs> wow. And what are they... I missed this. What are they buying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, each store is different, but usually it's apparel is usually the best uh, just because it's so cheap to ship. Uh, you can make so many different designs. You don't have to actually have product on hand. You can do a lot of print on demand on there. So apparel is usually what works the best. Um, fun fact... The best-selling item on the entire store is actually a donation item. It's it's, <laughs> it's donate money and and get entries for your donation. So, Dude, people, AAA or what? <laughs> uh, I don't know what it was. No, it's no, no, it's to the business. <laughs> oh, that's even more weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's crazy about it. So, like. People are like, yeah, instead of spending $100 on a t-shirt, I'd rather just give them $100 and get my entries, which makes no sense to me. I'm like, wouldn't you rather at least receive the shirt with the entries? <laughs> so basically, the whole hack here, if I'm understanding like sweepstakes, is like everybody has to at least get in a entry with no purchases like necessary. However, if you want more entries, you can buy something. And, and exactly. so like all of your products... And all of your SKUs now have tied to XYZ entries. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, and so it's it's usually the sales are like um, an inverse bell curve. So they start high. Giveaway starts. Uh, they're like, you know, we're going to do 20x on every order. So every dollar you spend, you get 20 entries. And then so then the next week, it's 5 and 10 and 5 and all the stuff in the middle. So the curve goes down. And then towards the end, it's like, hey, we're doing 10x. We're doing 20x for the final four days. And then boom. Uh-huh numbers kind of spike up so it's a very dangerous game you're playing though to be honest we had a giveaway client that 
threw us into a giveaway that they had planned for like five months. They're like, this is a five month giveaway. I'm like, homie, like, how am I going to convince someone to buy something right now? And remember that they're entering something five months down the road. He's to like, get a I got to get the most out of this. Yeah, he's like, just in case. It's, our, it's our first time, you know, I want to give away my Lambo. And I was like, um, you know, we can definitely do it. And that gives us more time. Don't get me wrong, but all the sales are going to come in like the last five to six weeks. Um, and that was like the first like super, super fresh company that we've worked with on that page. Like who's never done anything before. Payment processors went down for weeks, like just so many problems. Like their Facebook pixel, it was like right after iOS, their pixel like wouldn't connect to anything. So we had to optimize on clicks and shoot in the dark. Um, It's a very, very aggressive game that you're playing with all these things. And it's very content dependent. Like it's very hard to convince people that you're actually giving away a car let alone like a $200,000 car and cash and all these things that they add. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out ad card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your client's ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. I mean, I feel like this is a perfect segue into... What's your poor ad here? How do you really fuck things up with the car? Where you like throwing down a hundred grand for a truck? You're gonna give it away. Uh, how do you fuck things up? Um, by not tracking your metrics properly. I don't know what to tell you, but we. I mean, I've seen some bad things. I've seen people who like are completely misreporting their entire business and running it i'm trying to think of like what my poor ad is that that i recently ran that i thought was just gonna be killer and then we got dicked on it trying to think that difficult huh yeah yeah no really it is i mean (laughs) we we only win typically (laughs) no no that's not the case it's just like the losses are so small that we like pass over them quickly and move on humble brag humble brag humble brag no no it's not that it's just you know if you're bleeding you you put a bandaid on it quick you don't wait a week to let the blood keep going you know what i mean dude dylan and i have a a poor ad we can share Um, tell me tell me give me some inspiration so that i can kind of think of one no this show's about you bro i'm not gonna steal i'm not gonna steal your thunder all right, what what is a poor ad you've seen out in the wild that you just want to like do a little PSA announcement of like please whoever is running this ad like please just stop and fix anything that's just me? Yeah, yeah um, any, honestly any, any you've seen almost every other agency except like two or three that I can name off the top of my head, pretty much all their ads <laughs> need to stop now. 
<laughs> Am I wrong? Let's be honest. You know, you guys are in this space. Like, you see some ads. Like, we actually have a show called Clicker Scroll where we review ads. So I've seen some pretty bad ones. Clicker always- Scroll. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I love it. Yeah, and so the the I've given one zero and it was to an agency ad. Like, I didn't even zero wasn't even allowed until I decided to just drop a zero. But like, Clicker Scroll. Most agency ads are pretty bad and poorly produced, and they're trying to convince people to you know work with them on content and other things like that when it's really just a piss poor production on their part. And I think just putting a little more effort into there should probably be a good example of something people shouldn't (laughs) do. Just try more. Yeah, no, try a lot more, you know, usually junior high PE teachers, just run faster. It's just one mile, Zach, just try harder. Bring it back all kinds of Things I need to go to therapy for. Uh, cool. I'll, I'll tell you one thing that blew up in our face. That was fun. Okay, here it is. It wasn't. It wasn't a poor ad. It was a poor problem. We had to wait uh, for it. We almost gave up, Dylan, but we we were about to get it. Yeah, we had a we had a supplement company that was selling like borderline illegal supplements. So whenever we a marketer says borderline illegal, you can just uh, say, you just cut out the word borderline. The borderline just yeah. it's illegal. <laughs> Um, so basically what happened was we were trying to run traffic strategies. They weren't working. So we're like, you know, fuck it. Let's just spend like, I think it was like, we're trying to spend like 15 K a day or 20 K a day on, um, just lead gen to like a downloadable ebook. And then we would sell them on the back end. And so we dumped, you know, in 10 days, we dumped like 200 something thousand dollars into this person's campaign, generated a ton of leads into our email flows. Um, and then the FTC shut down the entire company. So we were like 250. (laughs) (laughs) So it was 250 grand of a loss because we never got to email the people to get them to buy, to recoup the sales. And so that's the worst of, that's the least of your worries on the losses when you have the FTC. (laughs) I know, right? So they, they ended up selling all their inventory to like the UK somewhere and getting rid of it behind the scenes. But just a shitty story. I mean, we we're like, dude, this campaign is going to kill it. It's the only way we can do it. And then like they're down 250 K cause we can't even sell them. We can't even send them an email to buy something cause there's nowhere to buy it from. So that was pretty that, shitty. That is a poor ad. That's that is a poor <laughs> ad. <laughs> That's a bankrupt ad. That's what that is. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that was fun. It, it sucks too. Cause you guys know like how much work goes into that, like making the landing page and the downloadable and like setting all this and the email sequences. We spent like weeks and that in 10 days got destroyed. Now, are y'all a full service kind of agency where you do everything? I know you're in the creative game as well, but are y'all pretty much we'll do it all or? Yeah, we're full service. We have a uh, 55 right now on the team. Oh. Um, so we're strictly e-com based, all full service. So we have a content department, a web department, a Google, a Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, um, email team. I don't know if I'm missing anything, but I think that covers most of it. So anything on the marketing side, like we have our own portfolio of stores that we launch for ourselves too. So like we have a, we have a few, we have three that we just started in June. Um, We're projected to probably be around like a million a month um, by like November on those three brands. So like we do our own thing too, just to like, more mm-hmm. prove a point too, more than the money. Um, Cause we just let the money sink back into those businesses. But like, it's more to just prove a point. Hey, like if we are the marketing team who does everything for you, we can scale it up. We just need you to kind of shut up and ship boxes. 
Get Shut up man. and ship. That's the new podcast. <laughs> that's it. That's you know what? I think that's gonna be our new company motto on the website. Shut up and ship. <laughs> and just make them sign a contract every time they work with us. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right, man. Let's get into it. Let's talk about a financial principle on how you're helping your clients scale their ads. How do you guys play play a part in this? Um, elaborate. Financial so principle. Like, well, you're not paying for their ads. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, like, for example, don't lose 250 grand getting shut down by the FTC. Um, do you have clients that are like funding their ad spend with loans? Like, how do you talk to them, them about like investing in um, reinvesting in the business? Or do you guys just kind of say, hey, look, we, you know, we'll just give you the numbers. You interpret them and make business decisions with your money. Like, <laughs> no, not on no. me. I definitely overstep um, our marketing boundaries when I talk to clients and I we've been fired by people before, honestly, because I've said, hey, listen, based on what you guys are doing outside of marketing, you know, here's what I see. I would suggest Dude, I've been fired in the past because I suggested that they're if they continue doing what they're doing outside of the marketing, that they would shut down their company in four months. They fired me that next Monday. This was a Friday um, and they shut down the company in three months. So. Like I definitely try to overstep because I think that's where like most marketing companies miss the value, dude. Like at the end of the day, for example, you know, uh, let's just take Dylan. Pretend Dylan's like a random guy. Like he's fucking great at ads. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, so he gets we're out of pretending. Media by, I thought we were pretending. You know, um, <laughs> D- Delonathan. You know this other guy. <laughs> but like you know, it's it's in a, in a world like that. You know, there only becomes so many differentiators um, between like what makes your ads better than this person. So right. we consult a lot on the business operation side of things, and a lot of that comes from me and my experience just with different companies and things like that. So how I do my reporting, so you know, from a financial side, is every day um, we have someone um, who wakes up two hours early before we start our day, and they basically scrape all the accounts manually, especially with all these iOS problems and everything on platforms reporting. They'll manually scrape everything. They'll put them in a report for me. And every day I start my day with a report of every single client we have, how much was spent the last three days, the last seven days, last 24 hours, how much was made? Are we on track to hit the revenue that we're supposed to hit? And then that one sheet makes all the financial decisions in the company for the clients. So I can say, hey man, listen, this is performing really well. If we want to hit, you know, half a million dollars this month in sales, we were supposed to hit 210 in ad spend. In order to do that, I'm gonna to need to shift more budget from Google to Facebook to be able to hit that just based on what what's happening right now. Like, are you cool with that? And so I'm making these decisions kind of behind the scenes and trying slowly to separate myself from having to do any sort of client communication because just based on data, I can make some pretty logical decisions. And then the higher level business owners that have like serious companies, we get on calls pretty often, me and them, because I can advise how to do things a little bit outside of our scope of work. And Eddie, uh, he'll be your CMO and your CFO. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm their CFO, but I have my own CFO. <laughs> I, I, I manage other people's money better than I manage my own. <laughs> yeah. And, and talk to us about the clients that are just like stacked like, how do you know a client's like uh, kind of getting a little shaky, stacked up on on debt, and they're like, you're asking for more budget, and you're like, <laughs> you might be out of business in a couple months. Yeah, um, honestly, I tell them 
well, one, if their payment doesn't clear, we, you know, that's probably a, <laughs> step one. It's <laughs> probably the first sign, you know, it's probably alarm number one. Uh, no, but I mean, most of the people we work with, honestly, like are pretty transparent with the situation. Like, and honestly, we try not to take people who are in that position from the start because mm-hmm. what's happened in the past is people are like, yeah, you know, we're doing this. Can you guys get us to this point? And then we get in and we realize like we're actually their life vest. And they're like, if we don't, if this company doesn't turn around in 30 days, we're fucked. Um, and that's been a learning experience in the past where like people think we're just going to absolutely carry them. Like, dude, yeah. if we were, if we were that cool, you know, we'd be God, you know, but we're how not. do you deal with the, tr- uh, you know, you said you were transparent with your clients. Like, how do you, so let's say for the ones that you are like, how do you have that that conversation what like how does that go um for example client we're talking to they're like hey you know before you guys came on board we took this is just just to have this just happened like this week so uh clients like hey you know uh you know i know you're gonna turn up the ad budget you know what does that look like what do you think we're gonna make back and what do you think i'm like well expectation based on what we've done is this and this they're like okay and they're kind of like tiptoeing around questions i'm like listen guys like Shoot me straight. What's the problem here? Okay, I got to figure it out if I got to refinance my house because before you guys came on board, we took on these three loans on this equipment to do this. And now we're kind of in a position where the only way to do that is to do X amount of volume, but we need to never achieve a negative ROAS on a weekly basis in order for us to do that. Otherwise, I have to refinance. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I kind of dig it out of them. And when it's not a group call and it's like one on one with the person, um, you know, the only way I can solve a problem is if I actually know what the problem is at the end of the day. And so a lot of times we're, we're always playing with urgency as an agency, but like sometimes there's a different urgency from the owner. And if they don't Mm. communicate that to us, like we can't play at the speed that you're thinking that you want to play at because we're not aware of the urgency of the problem. And so now we kind of just filter clients before that, honestly, Mm. Uh, we just, I just, I have very transparent conversations. Like I'm like, okay, let's look at your store. What's your cash flow? How's this going? Right. How, how much ahead do you have to order? I'm like trying to get a full pulse to right. see if they're a client worth it before we even bring them on. Dude, that's a special. Uh, I mean, that's cool. You have those conversations. Most most people are just like fronting left and right these days, and like they ain't telling you know their agencies, especially. Uh, Oh, we know, bro. We know. Okay. Like we're a finance company. We know. Yeah. So we just want to know if the media buyers and the agencies know, um, which sounds like you do, which is awesome, man. It means like you've got your head to the ground and, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Right. Of, of like, are these clicks actually turning into dollars? Is it turning into cash flows and it turning into like positive growth? And, um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of agencies that are focused on just like, Hey, this, this is what, you know, Facebook is reporting or not reporting or GA. And like, they really don't have insight into the real cash and like growth of the business. Um, and what that advertising performance is doing for their bottom line. So, uh, you know, good on you for, for being able to dive in that deep with your clients. Yeah, it's hard though. Don't get me wrong. It puts a lot of pressure on you as a company too, because now you're like, you know, now yeah. they think you're going to save them from everything all the time. <laughs> How involved should I get? You know, exactly. You know, that's like, what happened with, you know, a, a client. I ended up, 
I ended up getting fired by as the previous agency told them, hey, we need we're scaling up. We need 50,000 units of inventory. Turns out they shit the bed. And, you know, it's just like, oh, man, an agency talked you into getting that much more inventory and it just backfired. So it's 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 nuts out there. Yeah, it gets pretty crazy. And like now they're dependent on Dylan to sell 50,000 units in X amount of time to recoup that bill so that they can yeah. pay it off. Yeah, that's that's called faith-based marketing right there. When your faith is in Dylan. <laughs> Did we mention their perishable goods? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Eddie, this is awesome, man. You killed it. Thanks for being so humble and chill on the show. Tell everybody a little bit about what you're up to next and how we can support you. Um, you know, just scaling our own e-com brands, getting involved in some pretty big um Ecom clients, I guess, same old, same old. And I mean, a year from now, we'll hopefully be at like 120 employees. We're at 50 now. So just trying to scale up and, you know, honestly be the number one ecom marketing agency in the US. So that takes a lot of reinvestment, time, team, stress. We're working our way there. But, you know, we're trying to build a, a pretty big portfolio of our own brands as well and probably exit those in like the next three years. So, We'll see how those go next time we talk about it. Sweet. All right, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoored.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, Go ahead and leave a review and a comment. Share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it. Email me, Zach at FunnelDash.com. Show me you left a review. And I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to RichAdPoorEd.com. To leave a review, go to RichAdPoorEd.com slash review. Thanks again.